Hey friends, Harrison here, and I cannot believe it's been a few years since we started this podcast. One of the things that we get asked about a ton is what training plan should I follow? And so we've decided to develop our own and get it into an app that you can download. So if you're looking for a plan that's interactive, that you can not only see which miles to run, but which strength exercises to do and watch videos and be able to have a checklist system that will literally walk you through the plan and help you keep track of your progress, we've got you covered. Go ahead and click on the link in the description to get started. You're going to have a seven-day free trial. Give it a shot. Let us know what you think, and good luck. Have fun out there, guys. Hi, I'm Mo Crum. And I'm Harrison Crum. And we're the Crummy Marathoners. This podcast is for beginners by beginners. If you're thinking about running your first marathon or half marathon or are in the process, this is for you. We realized as we were training that many resources out there expect people to know what they're doing when marathon training. Well, think of this as a marathon training guide for dummies. We'll go through many of the questions we have as we make our way through the beginning of our running journey and what we have learned. If we can inspire others to run a marathon, then we consider this a success. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady. Live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Hey friends, Harrison here, hitting you with another solo episode. And, you know, there's been something on my mind. This is kind of the way it's been going the last six months or so. Um, and so hopefully you find this helpful. I want to talk about long runs because we're all in this together. We're all in kind of that long run season, getting ready for our fall half marathon or marathon. In my case, as I've shared in previous episodes, I'm currently training for the New York City Marathon and at the same time training for uh, a half Ironman, which uh, is in October. So um, if you're training for a fall marathon, now's the time that you're really kind of focusing in. And so I want to share the six things that have helped me, uh, things that if you stick by, you know, you should have a successful long run. So I've been through three marathon training cycles, and uh, these are things that I've picked up slowly along the way. But first, I have to give a shout out to our sponsor. If you listened to the last episode, you'll probably already be familiar with this, but Mo is our sponsor today. She is a licensed realtor, so if you or anyone you know is making their way to the great state of Arizona, she'd love to represent you and uh, help you find your dream home or your friend or whoever it is that's moving here. Uh, it really is a great place. Phoenix was uh, The Phoenix Metro was recently ranked number two 
in the US for hottest housing markets. So come get in on the action and uh, yeah, let's get back to the show. All right, so the first thing that I want to share with you, and I, I know I've been giving you guys a bunch of lists lately, one, two, three, top 10 things, top five things. Today I came up with six things, um, but it's the easiest way I know how to break it down for you, and hopefully this is as helpful as possible and super concise, so this shouldn't be a very long episode. So first one is make sure you've properly built up to it. And I know that sounds uh, you know, pretty self-explanatory, um, common sense, something that you've heard probably from every single runner that you've ever talked to. Um, but it's true. You don't want to just jump straight into a 12-mile run if you haven't yet run 9 or 10 miles you know, at any given time. So make sure you really work up to it. If you're finding yourself in a place where you only have 10 weeks to go and you haven't already run a 9 or 10-mile or a 12-mile run, it's probably time, you know, and I'm talking about a marathon at this point, it's probably time that you look at either pushing it back to a different date uh, or consulting with, you know, a physical therapist to see if, you know, can your body even handle this uh, type of load so quickly. Um, so make sure you give yourself enough time. If you're training for a half marathon, there's plenty of time. Uh, I, I believe that most people can train within kind of that 10 to 12 week period uh, building up from from very little. So Anyways, make sure you've built up properly, you know, the 10% rule, which is don't increase your runs by more than 10% your running volume. So um, something to stick by. All right, number two, plan your day around this. Your day should be, you know, your long run should be your main event. Wake up early. And for me, you know, I like to do it early in the morning, especially because I live in Arizona and it's super hot here. But I like to go super early in the morning because my mind yet hasn't woken up. And so rather than fight it, I just get up, roll out of bed, do my morning routine, and and it actually works out really well. Um, and, you know, don't plan something for right after because then you're going to be stressing, don't have enough time, you're going to be pushing your pace just to try to get to you know, whatever you have afterwards. Really try to carve out, you know, several hours out of your day to make sure that not only do you have time to run, but also recover afterwards. You know, maybe you need a nap after. I mean, that's a big thing for me. Just this past um, Saturday, I actually had a really long bike ride for my half Ironman training. It was a four-hour bike ride followed by a 45-minute run. I'll get to that in a second, but you know, it's no surprise. I had to wake up at like 4.30 or 5 just to get out by 5.30, just to be done by you know 10.30. So Because I know Mo had to be somewhere at, at 11. So <laughs> like, you might think, wow, you know, you're waking up at 5 just to be somewhere at 11 o'clock. Well, that, that's, that's the commitment level that it takes in, in some cases. All right, number three, practice your nutrition and your hydration. Eat before. So if you've got a 12, 15, 17 miler, whatever the, the, the distance is, make sure that you're getting up. You know, first thing you're doing, you're drinking some water, some electrolytes. Um, don't drink too much to the point where, you know, you're just going to have to be going to the bathroom the whole time. But also take in some food. You know, we've done episodes on nutrition, so I'm not going to dive deep into that. You can go back and search those. But um, you know, eat whatever it is that that you've you know trained yourself to eat. And if you haven't yet gotten to that, once again, go back listen to those episodes. But just a couple of pointers: things that I'll eat. I'll eat a banana, super easy on my stomach. I'll eat some white bread. You know, some toast with a little tiny bit of peanut butter on there. Um, I know some people eat bagels. Uh, some people eat oatmeal. Really up to you. You're going to have to trial and error. 
but make sure that you're practicing your nutrition and your hydration on that long run. So not only before, but during, you know, if you're going anything longer than about an hour and 15 minutes, make sure that you're taking uh, food and water. And when I say food, I mean, you know, it could be gels, it could be energy bites or chews, um, but really whatever works out best for you. Uh, but that's the key there is just make sure you practice that. All right, number four is make sure you have all the right gear. So I'm talking shoes, I'm talking body glide, light clothing. If it's still warm outside, you know, I, I always will run outside with a tank top and, and my short shorts. Uh, that's what keeps me as cool as possible. And I always wear a hat, you know, I, because I know even if it's dark when I start outside, it's going to be here in Arizona, super sunny by the time I finish. I don't want to be, you know, having the sun in my eyes and, and all of that. I, my glasses are actually, it's kind of nerdy, but my glasses are transitions. So I just wear my regular glasses. And then by the time the sun comes out, they, you know, they uh, tint. But yeah, make sure you have all the right gear to be comfortable in that long run. Uh, I use a flip belt and I have a, a special water bottle that goes in there. So if you want to go on Amazon and just search flip belt and the flip belt water bottle, that's been the thing that's worked the best for me. I've tried other belts before in the past, um, but you can fit everything in there. Super convenient. Um, so yeah, make sure you have all the right gear. And then if you can get some AirPods or some Aftershocks, those are ideal. That'll help you get the music in uh, to listen to your podcasts. Uh, maybe you're listening to me right now on your long run. Uh, but yeah, get, listen to some music to pass the time, some podcasts. And, and really, I'll tell you, I like to save up my podcasts, like the, the really, really good ones that I like for my long run so that I enjoy the long run and I look forward to it. So just a little hack there. All right, number five is plan your route. So I like the out and back, which is if you have, let's say, a 20-mile run, you're going to go out 10, back 10. Um, but I will say if you're feeling maybe a little injury coming on, maybe you're kind of feeling a little fatigued and you don't want to get caught 10 miles out, then maybe do a couple of different loops, maybe two miles out, two miles back, and then repeat that multiple times. Uh, I happen to like the out and back, especially when I'm feeling really good and strong and healthy because you know, I, it really mentally breaks it up. I, I don't think about 20, I think about 10. And then when I'm done with 10, I just think about making it home. So um, make sure there's a bathroom along the way. I like, to, I like to run where I might find some porta potties or some restaurants that are going to be open or some gas stations. Um, just make sure you have that along the way. Or if you're out on a trail, you know, nobody's looking, make sure you take the right gear if you know what I'm talking about. But that's super important. There's nothing, I, I can't tell you how many times I've been on a long run and I've had to stop mid-run and go to the bathroom. It just, it happens and be prepared for it. Um, make sure you have Apple Pay on your phone if you have an iPhone or whatever the, I don't even know if Android has a version of that, but make sure you have like a credit card or Apple Pay or something to where if you get stranded, you know, you can go into a gas station or somewhere and you can get some Gatorade or, or whatever, um, get a ride, get an Uber, but just make sure that you, you know, have access to, to, to reach out. That's why I, that's why I really like when we talk about gear and, you know, planning out your long run, I really like to have a flip belt because I used to just run with, I had an Apple watch and I would just run with that connected to my AirPods. And I, it was very freeing feeling to not be, not have to run with anything, but the flip belt, honestly, you don't ever notice it and you can fit your phone right in there. It's super tight to your body. 
and I feel so much more secure. Um, thankfully, I've never had any run-ins with anyone trying to attack me or whatever, but I have definitely had some sketchy situations where I felt like I wasn't going to make it home. And so having that phone there as backup if I needed to call someone to pick me up or uh, an Uber or, like I mentioned, having that, that Apple Pay on there, it's super helpful. So, All right, last thing I'm going to tell you, number six here, run easy. Don't push the pace. Now, maybe your training plan or your coach that you're working with has some intervals worked into that long run, but that is like a very specific part of your training that your coach would give you or your plan. Um, And it's pretty advanced. Like if you're training for your first marathon and you're just building up for the first time running, you know, 35, 40, 50 miles a week, then I would not recommend uh, doing like speed work within your long run. So just make sure you run them easy. And this is something I've always struggled with. I've always pushed my pace on a long run. And it's probably honestly been one of my downfalls so rule of thumb, try not to go too much higher than your zone two. So if you're listening and you're like, I have no idea what zone two, two means, you're not alone. I have felt that way for a very long time. Only within like the last probably year have I actually understood heart rate zones. So do yourself a favor, go on Google, Google heart rate zones, and it'll pull up a chart and you can see there's a there's a chart that tells you you know, X to Y number of, you know, heart rate that like, that's the range that's zone one, you know, Y to Z, it basically lists out the different numbers and tell and tells you what your different zones are. Um, If you have a Garmin though, and I'm not sure if Apple watch does this or whatever kind of watch you have, see if it will track your heart rate zones. I really like my Garmin because I'll push my, I'll push a button while I'm running and it will literally tell me what zone I'm in, and I can just glance down at that, and I can see if I'm running too hard. And sometimes it's not even about pace, it's about you know, effort level. You know, Maybe it's a hot day and it's humid and it's just sucking the life out of you. And so when that's the case, I know I have to just run crazy slow. Um, so let me give you a quick example. Yesterday was my, I was just telling you about it, it was my long uh, bike ride and then 45 minute run after. And I was running as slow I was running as slow as I could on that run after that bike ride and I could not get my heart rate down below like 150 160 I was just beat and a lot of that had to do with it was really hot outside and humid and I hadn't taken in enough fuel at all and so when I talk about planning for your you know your your practicing your fueling and your hydration I completely failed at that um to give myself a little bit of credit, it was my first really, really long bike ride. And so uh, I kind of didn't really know what to expect or um, some of my fuel had actually fallen off my bike. So I got to work that out. But anyways, long story short, I was able to kind of track my zones. And I was at some, at some points I was just walking because I felt so nauseous, but also my heart rate was so high. So make sure you're really keeping an eye on uh, your heart rate. And what you don't want to do is completely burn yourself out or have your body get sick or give in because you're pushing it for too long for too many hours in the week. So anyways, those are the six things that I would recommend for anyone uh, getting into their long runs for the first time. So let me just recap here. Number one, make sure you've properly built up. Number two, plan your day around the long run. Number three, practice your nutrition and hydration. 
Number four, make sure you have all the right gear. Number five, plan your route ahead of time. And number six, run easy. Well, that's it, guys. It's been great, and I hope this was helpful. Go out and have an awesome long run. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Follow us on Instagram at Crummy Marathoners. We'd love to hear your feedback and take any questions you might have. Also, don't forget to subscribe so you know when new episodes come out. And please leave us a five-star review so more people can join this running journey with us. Our theme song is Change the World by Breck. You can find his music on Spotify, searching B-R-E-K-K. B-R-E-K-K.